0: Welcome to Supersize Science, where we feature research and discoveries nationwide enabled by advanced computing technology and expertise at the Texas Advanced Computing Center of the University of Texas at Austin. Amore Salazar, a science writer at TAC. Much remains to be discovered on how the HIV 1 virus infects our cells. Scientists know that it slips past the defenses of our immune system, entering white blood cells to deliver its genetic payload, and hijack the cell's transcription machinery that in turn cranks out copies of viral RNA and new HIV-1 viruses. But many of the details remain hazy. A major experimental finding made in 2021 shed some light on the mystery and found that the viral capsid a protein envelope protecting its RNA genome remains intact all the way into the nucleus of the target cell. Ultimately, the capsid has to stay stable long enough to take its deadly genetic cargo into the nucleus of the cell, but in the end it has to break apart to release its genetic material. What scientists don't know yet is how and why the HIV-1 viral capsid can become unstable. The Frontera supercomputer at the Texas Advanced Computing Center at the University of Texas at Austin has furthered scientists' understanding of how the HIV-1 virus infects, and it helped generate the first realistic simulations of its capsid, complete with its proteins, water, genetic material, and a key cofactor called IP6, recently discovered to stabilize and help form the capsid. Here to talk more about his recent study on HIV-1 using Frontera is Gregory Voth, the Hague P. Papazian Distinguished Service Professor at the University of Chicago. Dr. Voth, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. The HIV capsid one is, of course, HIV is not got not cured. I mean, people have beaten it down with uh, lots of pharmaceuticals, but it mutates fast, and there's no vaccine yet for HIV. And maybe there, there will be someday, but there isn't yet. There's a major discovery um, that the capsid, so HIV is a little different than coronavirus. There's a membranous particle, the virion, and then inside it is the is this virus capsid, which is a lot of proteins that encase the, g- the genome of the virus, the, the RNA. And that capsid is the delivery vehicle of the genome into an, a cell that gets affected. It, it keeps... Uh, that RNA together until it it can get into your cells, transcription machinery and, you know, hijack it. So a major experimental discovery, fairly recently is that this capsid appears to remain intact uh, all the way into the nucleus of the cell. It makes it through, it's called the nuclear pore complex into the nucleus. And so it has become really interesting question of why and how it's stable and why and how is it unstable because ultimately you know it has to stay stable long enough to make this journey into into the nucleus of the cell but then it has to break apart to let the you know unleash the genetic material of the virus so what these calculations are and here frontera was was really a major uh, player was these are the first very realistic simulations of the HIV capsid, you know, all the proteins, a model, a good, pretty good model of the genome inside the genetic material inside, and a very key uh, cofactor called IP6, which is a a phosphate ion, which has recently been discovered to stabilize and help uh, form these virus capsids. it binds in certain parts of these proteins. So, and plus, of course, water. So this, this is not a coarse grain study, this, this PNAS paper. This is an all-atom molecular dynamics simulation of approaching 100 million atoms, okay? So what was noteworthy about this is we took uh, actual cryo-electron tomography data from one of our collaborators, John Briggs, on the paper. We figured out a way to invert that data and fit an atomistic model into it. So very, very realistic, I mean, not of, not of model particles, but of actual uh, virus capsids that are imaged by him from the actual virus. And then we did uh, multiple simulations of different morphologies of this capsid, so different experimental data that he had. And um, what we found something is really interesting, if you look in the paper, there are these interesting pictures of these kind of striations on the capsid, which are stress strain they, they, they show where the this protein lattice is compressed or expanded and it's undergoing sort of torturous strain. It's not so perfectly distributed. And that's very critical because we were able to correlate those sort of patterns of how that lattice is strained with how the capsids actually break apart in the nucleus. So they, they start undergoing reverse transcription and start producing DNA and that generates an internal pressure and then they they must break apart because you have to release that genetic material in the nucleus to, you know, propagate the virus. So those, the the, um, sort of chinks in the armor, if you will, of this virus capsid are revealed by these these very big simulations and the analysis we did, and we found uh, a number of things. We found that there's these stress strain patterns, which are really fascinating, that correlate well with how the thing breaks apart through additional cryo-electron tomography experiments that one of our collaborators, Owen Porneos, on the paper did. The other thing is that we could understand that the proteins that pack into this virus capsid have somewhat different conformations than is seen in simpler crystal structures or in... um, in vitro constitutions so, of this. So the actual capsid has some important differences. So, so it's the, the most realistic atomistic study of the HIV capsid. Uh Shelton and co co-workers a few years ago in Nature published an initial study where they built kind of a model of the HIV uh, one capsid. Um, I think that was run on Blue Waters. And um, but it didn't have a genetic material inside. It didn't have this IP6 cofactor. And it w- was not built from actual cryo-electron tomography data of actual uh, virus capsid. So this is a big step forward in the realistic modeling. And I think it leads us to understand uh, this, this capsid. So you ask about therapeutics. So, so one thought is that, Uh, different drugs. There's one that Gilead has produced called linacapavir, and it appears to uh, embrittle the capsid even more and and interfere very much with how it breaks up or needs to break up. And so that's what we're doing now is to study, given the the heterogeneous nature of the spires capsid, you know, can we understand how drugs interact with it? Uh, Can we design new drugs and that's where it's headed for us. So this isn't, this is not a coarse grain study. We actually, in in this paper, we developed a coarse grain model to understand the rupture of the capsid. So we did do some of this, this multi-scale, this coarse grain, um, modeling, but, but most of it in the PNAS paper is, a, is big atomistic molecular dynamics. So I think, I think we just, we just get, um, a, a, um, a window into something. again. It's very, very hard to, to, you can image a virus capsid, but you can't image things like the stress strain patterns, the things that are, that are evident in the interactions of the proteins. Cause you, you just don't see that in the, in the images. So um, I think it's, um, I think it's really very valuable. It will help with drug design. It will help with understand, you know, the fundamental process of HIV replication and, um, and ultimately what we want to do is collaborate with other people to, to study the uncoding more that we have look at how it would rupture, but you know, the whole process of how it comes apart. So I think it's, it's a big step in line also with the experimental discoveries that the, you know, for a long time, people didn't realize this HIV caps of this delivery system of the genome goes all the way into the nucleus before it starts breaking apart. And uh, most people thought it broke apart much earlier when it entered a cell and then, you know, there's a kind of question is, well, geez, how do you get the RNA or, or the genetic material into the nucleus if it would do that? And, and now we, we know. So this particular study is at a higher resolution and very detailed uh, on HIV. So again, Frontera was really, I don't think we could have easily done those simulations anywhere else. You know, big, big you know, approaching hundred million total atoms and, you know, hundreds of nanoseconds simulations. So very, very, very valuable resource to us.
0: You've been listening to Gregory Voth of the University of Chicago. Supersized Science is part of the Texas Podcast Network. The conversation's changing the world, brought to you by the University of Texas at Austin. The opinions expressed in this podcast represent the views of the hosts, not of the University of Texas at Austin. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Jorge Salazar.